0: Good morning, friends. How are you? You're good. Happy 2022. Hope that you had a great uh, Christmas and holiday season. It was our first Christmas with our granddaughter, Tilly. And then our youngest daughter, Autumn, she got engaged over the holidays. That was exciting. And uh, her fiancé surprised her, and we were all in on the conspiracy and the secrecy and the lies. It was great. It was wonderful. And uh, we had lots of family time and lots of beach combing and we ate like fools. Anybody else? Ate like fools. Uh, God help us. And uh, just much to be thankful for. So as you've heard, we're kicking off a new series next week. So this Sunday is just kind of the in-betweeny Sunday, you know, the one-off in-betweeny before we actually start something new. Next week, and um, I thought it would be fun for us to revisit a sermon series that we did here a long time ago. Some of you will remember it. A series uh, called "Guardrails," and we even had uh, guardrails on the stage when we did the series back then. The province loaned us real guardrails. It was kind of fun. And um, the idea of guardrails is not an original idea. It came from. Uh, the church in Atlanta, and Pastor Andy Stanley, and uh, we took the idea. We didn't plagiarize the sermons. We wrote new sermons, uh, new material, but the idea of guardrails, all credit goes to Andy in, uh, in Atlanta. So a week or so ago, we were driving back to Graham and Ann, and there was a place on the road where there was a steep embankment over the edge of the, the shoulder and no guardrail, and Gayla noticed it and she's like, "Hey, there's no there should be a guardrail there. Like that looks looked it looked dangerous to her, and she noticed right away there should be there should be a guardrail. Guardrails are put in places of potential danger for your own good, and most of the time you don't even notice. You don't notice a guardrail until you need one." Right, like when you're driving, you don't think, "Oh wow, am I ever glad they put one there?" Like you probably don't, maybe you do, I don't know, but you you will today because we're talking about it. But but generally, no one um, no one curses a guardrail. Like if you hit one, you're, you're not mad at the province for putting that lousy piece of metal right there. You're like, "Wow, am I ever glad that was there?" Because if that had not been there, something bad could have happened to me. And this is why we put guardrails in our lives. We're going to talk about this this morning. So here is Andy's definition of a guardrail. You got this? You take a picture of this or write it down. A personal standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience that serves as a guardrail to you. A personal standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience that serves as a guardrail to you. If we were all honest this morning, we would say, or we could say, that our biggest regrets in life happened when we ignored the guardrails. Right? When you just, you saw the signs, they were flashing, and you said, I don't care. (laughs) And you go, boom. Right over, right through the guardrails and into your areas of personal regret. That's where the pain is. That's where the problems are. That's where the brokenness lies when we blow through the guardrails. And those things could have been avoided if we had put guardrails in place and if we had heeded, paid attention to those guardrails. So going into 2022 call them whatever you call them, resolutions, call them decisions, call them goals or whatever, but let's establish or reestablish some guardrails today that will help keep us spiritually between the ditches in in 20, you know, it's good to drive between the ditches, right? It's like Kenzie said, sometimes he found himself out in the woods and we don't want to do that in 2022. We want to we spiritually, we want to stay dialed in. We want to stay focused. We want to we stay between the ditches. Um, saying, well, I can handle it. That's not a guardrail. You, you've said that to yourself before, and, and you found out that's, that's just not a guardrail. I can handle it. Or I won't, do, I won't do that again. I learned my lesson. That's not a guardrail. Like I did that with, with sugar 100 times over the holidays, right? That's the last one. <laughs> and it was for like three minutes. And then and then, well, maybe just one more. So I won't do that again, is not a guardrail. Guardrails are like those, those rumble strips on the highway when you when you hit them in your car and you're like, whoa, whoa, I need to get back where I need to be. I don't, I'm not supposed to go over there. They're they're the flashing lights when you're getting too close to a bad decision. Now you don't put a guardrail uh, a guardrail needs to be far enough away from the danger, right? Don't put your guardrails in the danger. That's, that's, that's a waste of a guardrail. That's, that's pointless. If you're sinking, uh, if, you, if you've driven your car into a lake and you're sinking in the lake and you're, you realize you're drowning, but as you're drowning, you see a guardrail. You're like, oh, how convenient. No, that's not helpful. That's not where you put the guardrails. You put the guardrails far enough away from the danger so that when you bump up against them in your life you'll be like oh yeah good i'm glad i'm glad that reminder is there to keep me from going someplace where i know uh, nothing good happens when i when i go there to keep me save me from damage wreckage destruction all of that now culture the world we live in you guys you know this to be true the world that we live in is no help with this in fact uh, the world that we live in is actually two-faced on this because everything around us, everything that we read and take in, media, all that other stuff, everything says just do what you want. Like, man, don't have any guardrails. Just just enjoy life and do whatever you want and it tells you that guardrails are boring and they're strict and they're old-fashioned and they're misinformed and they're, they just, you know, they just they just limit your life and all that. But, Whenever somebody famous blows through the guardrails, you read about it in the grocery store, right? Like everything in culture is telling you, live without guardrails, but when somebody famous goes through the guardrails, it's on the front cover on a magazine saying, oh, look what, the, oh, look what they did. Oh, that's terrible. That's, that's awful. So culture is no, is no help um, on this. Guardrails are not about sucking all the joy out of your life. Guardrails are there to protect the joy that you do have in Jesus. There's more joy in Jesus living inside uh, God's will for your life. You know that the times in your life when you paused the Holy Spirit and you blew through the guardrails, that nothing good happened. And there was the promise might have been that there's more joy, but once you get out there, you realize this is awful. This, this is this is no good I need to come home I need to be back where I'm supposed to be nothing good happens outside of God's will for our lives nothing good happens in my life when I pause the Holy Spirit and say you know I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be right back you know you've done that right and we know okay there's something over there that I, I'm not supposed to have it wasn't meant for me it's outside of God's will but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just, I'm just going to pause the Holy Spirit and poof. And you made a wrong decision, and that's, that's where you found regret. So culture tempts us with a little won't hurt. Hey, what's wrong with a little? A little won't hurt. Moderation. Uh, everyone is doing it. You deserve it. You've worked hard. You, you earn it. You've earned it. Um, or it'll lower your stress. You know, COVID is, is very stressful. So just, just go ahead and do and do this. And that's, that's not helpful because temptation never tells you where the story ends. Temptation is always about a quick fix. Uh, enjoy this now. This is what you want. You deserve it. Blah, blah, blah. A little won't hurt. Temptation doesn't, doesn't show you the pain, the carnage, The wreckage, the loss of trust, the broken relationships, and all those other things. So our text this morning is from Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, and Paul is pleading with the followers of Jesus to, to not drift downstream spiritually, to not be sucked in by culture and drift away from the things that they know to be true, okay? Here we go, Ephesians five. Verse 15. So, friends, people of Crosspoint Church, second service, January the 2nd, 2022. And good morning to those of you watching online. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Happy 2010 to 2022. We're glad you're here. So, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs when you're allowed to, when the province doesn't say no, that you can't do that making music to the Lord in your hearts. You are allowed to do that. That's what we're doing today. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, be careful how you live. Another version, if you're reading a different version, it might say, be careful how you walk. If you are suspected of driving under the influence uh, the officer might invite you to step out of your vehicle and he might ask you to walk in a straight, in a straight line or, or walk the line. I've never blown into a breathalyzer, but if I did, the readout would say coffee. That's all that's in me. That's, that's probably what it would say, coffee. Paul is encouraging us, inviting us to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He's telling us that there are decisions that we can make. You can choose to be under your own influence. You can choose to be under the influence of substances or whatever else, other things. And Paul is inviting us to be found, to be caught under the influence of the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he he basically says there are are two ways to live. live. You can live foolish, sorry to the side of the church. I don't know why I always point that way. Try not to take it too personal. He says, you can live foolish or you can live wise. I don't know why everybody just doesn't sit on this side of the church because it's always the way that I cut that it. Kind of, um, Paul says, there's two ways to live. You can, you can be foolish or you can be wise. One way of living is consumed By selfish living, it's, it's, there's no guardrails. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to go whatever I want, whatever happens, happens. The other way is wise. It is consumed with the spirit of God. And come on now, come on, come on, gang, come on. We know this to be true. You know the things that you should not do. You know the things that are wrong for you. You know when bad things happen. You know uh, areas of regret in your life. You know the things that that the people who love you don't want you to go there. They don't want you to do that. You know the times when you've been checked in your spirit by the spirit of God. and, And God has said, don't do that. And you've said... I'm going to do it anyhow. Like you, we know these things to be true. You know, those things and nothing good happens when I unplug from the Holy spirit and just go and do whatever I want to do. But good things happen when I am led by, when I am filled with, uh, the spirit of God, so this we've talked about this this before. This clear division of lifestyle that Paul writes about, and um, he uses different terminology. But basically, he he's, he keeps reminding us that you used to live there in that way, but now you live here in this way. This is your old life over here, and then you've been you met Jesus. You you. You've been changed and transformed by the power of God. You have the Spirit of God literally downloaded into your your body, your soul, your mind. You've got superpowers, basically. When I said that in the first service, they went nuts. They came unclued. They were. It was pandemonium, and I thought we were all going to get shut down by the province. It was, it was wild in here in the first service when I reminded them that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave lives inside of us. So you think, well, Pastor Tim, it's so hard to make good decisions. There's a technical, spiritual, theological term for that. It's called baloney. Come on now, come on. If you had a front row seat to the resurrection of Jesus and you saw that stone rolled away and Jesus stepped out with the grave clothes gone and his scars and he said to you, you that power that just raised me from the dead, it lives in you. You would, you would feel so unstoppable you would think there is nothing that can, that can that can take me down there's no temptation that can overcome me because I've got the power of God living inside of me that's right. That's right. I feel like preaching right. uh, preach Pastor Tim preach um, so there's this clear division of lifestyle where Paul says hey 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 come on now we used to live that way that's the old us But but we don't live there anymore. We live over here. There's there's this foolish way and there's this wise way of living. Um, and, And we're like kids, aren't we? We want to live as close to the line. Don't we go back to the line? We're like, well, where's that line between the old me and the new me? And we cozy up to things that we used to do with the old dust and think, well, maybe I can get away with it. Maybe a little bit won't hurt. And I can handle it. And 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 you know, we tell ourselves all these all these lies and, and we cozy up and we get close to the line instead of just walking away from it and saying that that's dead. I crucified that in Jesus. I nailed that to the cross. That's that's the old me and it's gone. And this is the new me. But, but we don't do that, do we? We like cozy up to the line. We're like, oh, there's a line. You know? Uh, maybe I can live in both worlds. And you can't. You've been called to be set apart, changed, transformed, all of, all of those good things. So live, live intentionally. Don't just, don't just let life happen. It's all, oh, whoops, it happened again. Whoops. Um, Paul cautions us you know it's, it's like flashing lights to to live intentionally make good decisions um you've learned from your mistakes you know gang you know where not to go i like i don't have to preach my face off telling you what not to do or where not to go you know these things you're thinking about it right now you're like oh yeah nothing good happens when i do this nothing good happens when i did that So learn from that. We get to choose between wise and foolish. And he says in verse 16 that every decision is an opportunity. He said, make the most. Make the most of every opportunity. Every decision is an opportunity to do do the right thing. Um, You have to decide what you should do before you decide what you will do. Back that up. I'm going to say that again. This is, this is what guardrails are. Guardrail is deciding what I should do before I decide what I'm going to do. You, you make decisions before you make the big decisions, right? You, you, these are decisions that you're going to make ahead of time that will help you make the right decisions. Guardrails are decisions before the decisions, because you know when it's too late, and you should have made a better decision. You've been there. You know, and you're like, oh, how did I get here again? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? You, you know these things, so we've got to make better decisions before the decisions. Um, any, anybody know what kombucha is? Yeah. Do you know what it does to you? Um, well, you'll have to look it up this afternoon. And there was a time when I was really thirsty and opened in the fridge, and there was this whole bottle of expired kombucha. Now, kombucha really shouldn't expire, but apparently it goes bad. It kind of starts bad, and then it goes worse. And I chugged a whole bottle of expired kombucha. See, I needed guardrails in my life. And after I drank that bottle, let me tell you, I needed—I needed handrails, I needed guardrails, I needed all the rails in my life. Oh, it was too late. Bad decisions. Now you're all going to look up. What on earth is kombucha, and why did Pastor Tim drink a whole bottle of expired kombucha? Um. Paul says, "Don't live like fools. Don't live like fools." This is uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, teaching about fools, where Jesus says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it. It's not just listening. It's not just hearing. It's not just sitting in church on Sunday morning and saying, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, It's It's following it. It's what you do with what you know. It's not what you know that makes you grow, right? You've heard this before. It's what you do with what you know that makes you grow. It's not just listening, but it's following. We've listened to stuff for years. We've got to make better decisions. We're educated beyond our obedience. We know what we should do. We just don't do it all the time. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is You're not allowed to say it out loud in church anymore. But anyhow, there we go. It's wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. And though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. This is Jesus' teaching. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the wind speed against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So what are some of the decisions before the decisions? Great question. Thank you for asking. One is to know yourself and be honest with yourself. You know know your triggers. You know your weaknesses. You know how your bad decisions are made. I don't have to walk you through that. You know these things. Um, You don't make good decisions. I don't make good decisions when I'm tired, right? Never. You don't make good decisions when you're mad, hungry, or off your meds, right? You just don't. You don't make good decisions when you're tired, mad, hungry, or off your meds. And Paul uses alcohol as an illustration, like, if you have a really important decision to make, you're not going to say to yourself, okay, I think I'll get drunk first. I think I'll get really, really hammered, and then I'll make, and then I'll... no, you don't even remember the decisions that you made when you were drunk. Um, so, Paul is talking about decisions. We can all choose to make better decisions. Less sugar, that is a good one for just coming off of Christmas. That's preaching to myself. More exercise. More exercise. Being around people who make us better. There's a good decision. You can choose to be around people who make you better. Watch, uh, watch less garbage. Like the intake of crap and junk and garbage that we, we sit down and choose, oh, I think I'll watch this. And it's, it's just, it's not good. Um, get outside more. Be in the word more. Find or make quiet time with God. Distance ourselves from negative people. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Yeah, that unfollow button isn't that the greatest button in the world? The greatest thing, like unfollow, boop, gone. Unfollow, gone. You know, negative people, people who, you know, woo, no, get them out. And these are not temporary resolutions. These are life-changing. Revolutions. This is revolutionary uh, to do these things. Every decision is an opportunity to be wise. Don't be foolish. Be wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Every decision that you we all we all get a brand new set of decisions every day. And every decision that you make is an opportunity to be wise, to do something good. So what you believe should affect how you live, what you believe, what you believe to be true from this book about Jesus, what you've experienced, what God has taught you and showed you, what you believe should affect how you live. And Paul reconnects their decision to follow Jesus with their decision to believe in Jesus, with their responsibility to follow him. It's not just what you hear, it's not just what you learn, it's what you do with these things. And Paul reconnects this, this, this active following of Jesus. We can't just we can't just believe and know, or you know, we we've, we've gotta we've gotta live this way. We've got to really follow him. There is a wisdom from the Holy Spirit that is given to every believer that is meant to radically affect how you live in these evil days is the term that Paul used. There is a wisdom that is given to you. You're not you don't have to try to figure this out all on your own. You're not doing these battles all on your own when you say, well, like, the temptation was just too strong. Come on, baloney. There is a wisdom that is given to every believer. It's downloaded into you from the Holy Spirit, and it's meant to help you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to empower you, how you live in these evil days. So our knowledge of Jesus shouldn't exceed our obedience for Jesus. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. That was a good word, Pastor Tim. I'm glad I heard that right on, the, right on the front of 2022, that our knowledge of who he is, it shouldn't exceed our obedience, our willingness, our desire to follow him. If the followers of Jesus would just follow Jesus, more people would want to follow Jesus. And wise people, wise people are careful. Wise people make the most of every opportunity. They understand what God wants them to do. They're not not drunk with wine. They're drunk with the Holy Spirit. They're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And then in verse 19, Paul connects all of this wisdom with worship. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms when it's legal in the church and making music to the Lord in your hearts. You see, guardrails don't just keep you from, from what you shouldn't do. Guardrails keep you in a place where you can do what you were created to do. To do. That, that living between the ditches, that living in God's will, that following God's plan, making wise decisions, it affects your worship. If you go out this week and have the worst week imaginable, and you just make all the bad decisions, and it's carnage and wreckage and just horrible, and then you come to church next week, it, it, that affects your worship. Now, we want you to come to church even when you've had a really bad week spiritually. That's, a, that's what you need to do. Don't, don't let the devil talk you out of church because you've had a bad week, right? Right? Like, what you need is church. Sinners got to go to church, Where are the sinners at? Sinners got to go to church. It always, I kind of chuckle when I hear somebody say, "Well, I don't go to church because of the hypocrites." Well, hypocrites got to go to church. Like, what do you want them to do, right? If they're a hypocrite, they need to go to church. That's where they need to be. People say, "Well, I don't go there." Well, I mean, you go, you still go to Walmart. It's full of hypocrites. You don't stop going to the grocery store because of hypocrites, right? Well, I don't go to church full of hypocrites. Well, that's why we have church because, because we fall down and we stumble, we mess up. We need Jesus. I don't know where I am. What am I doing here? I'm lost. Wise people understand what God wants them to do. Guardrails don't just keep you from doing what you shouldn't do. Guardrails protect you and keep you where you should be in Jesus, and they help you do the things that you should do, like worship. If we all go out this week and make amazing decisions, and every decision is for the glory of God, and then we come back next week, man, if we could sing, we would blow the roof off this place, wouldn't we? If there was nothing but, but, but 100% victory in Jesus this week, wow, it, your decisions make a difference And that not just for you, it makes a difference for all of us. One person in this text that we read, Ephesians 5, one person has guardrails and one doesn't. One person makes short-term selfish decisions, and the other person is wise and filters their decisions through the Holy Spirit. They run all of their decisions through the Holy Spirit. They have guardrails. They... They make decisions before the decisions so that when they approach a guardrail, when they come up against something that, 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 that they know is, is wrong, they're checked in their spirit. They, they, they sense something in their spirit that says, do we want to go there? Is that what we want to do? Is this God's will for your life? Um. A good one that I like to ask is, uh, what is the best decision that I can make right now? That's that's the, like a guardrail that I use. And right now, what's the best decision that I can make? Not the easy decision, not the quick decision, not the selfish decision. But What's the best decision I can make right now? Will this bring me closer to Jesus? And if... If there's something that God wants you to avoid on the other side of the guardrail, it is always for your good. I mean, this was, this was the Garden of Eden, right? When, 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 when Satan said, oh, God's just keeping that from you because, you know, and he doesn't want you to know and blah, 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 blah. And, and Eve just blew through the guardrail and we, we are the rest of the story right here. Um. Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the snake and the snake didn't have a leg to stand on. We missed that in the first service. Oh, you know, that's, that's quality preaching right there. If there's something on the other side of the guardrail, it's, it's, it's because God loves you. It's something that God wants you to avoid. It's, it's always for your good. It's because he loves you. And temptation doesn't show you the rest of the story. Temptation just says, that won't hurt you. Everyone's doing it. Uh, you've earned it. Um, a little won't hurt. Temptation never shows you the pain, the wreckage, the damage, the loss of trust, the broken relationships. Never, never shows you the rest of the story and where, where that might go. If you blow through that guardrail, Um, Jesus gave his life to set you free from the crap is the technical term on the other side of those guardrails. Now, one response today would be to pray about and uh, put some guardrails in place. And, and you can do that obviously later today, you can do it this week, you can take some time and think about, boy, I, I know the triggers, I know, I know the times when I'm vulnerable, I know when I make bad decisions, I know how those bad decisions happen. Back that bus up and get some guardrails in place so that the next time I'm in that situation, something's going to Check me in my spirit, and I'm going to say, no, I know what happens when I go there. Nothing good happens when I pause the Holy Spirit when I go and do that. Um, maybe there are areas where you've been off the road and into stuff that you know is out of bounds for your life, and uh, you'd like to get back on track for Sunday of 2020, 2020, 2020 2022. Um, right? Another good prayer would be asking God to quicken, quicken my response time to the Holy Spirit. We're like little children who pretend that we didn't hear the father's voice or mom's voice when they said don't do that. And we're like la, 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 la. I'm not listening, la, 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 la. Right? We're like kids. And a good prayer would be, God, quicken my heart. Um, help me not to wander, help me not to to ignore you when I know, when I know that you're you're speaking to me and you're helping to be quicker, quicken my response time to the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. God, we love you. Uh, We've been worshiping and singing today and talking about your goodness and it is your goodness that has brought us to this point right here. What a gift. What a gift this moment is right here in the beginning of a new year. When we can think about and talk about and pray about and act upon staying inside uh, your boundaries for for our lives, your good for our lives, the places where you want us to be and not going off our own way in 2022. Help us to follow you. Um, help us to filter every decision through the Holy Spirit, to make the most of every opportunity. God, I pray that you would protect us from ourselves. Um, may we be people who are wise. Help us to build our our homes, our lives on the rock. Um, help us make better decisions. I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.